Riding through this world All alone God takes your soul You're on your own The crow flies straight A perfect line On the devil's bed Until you die And welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Crossroads Podcast. It's your boy, the man of a thousand gimmicks, Dusty Dave, the dustiest man in the game. So we are less than a week away from the next pay-per-view, Survivor Series, quote-unquote, best of the best. I've said it before, I've said it again. I hate all these taglines they're adding to these pay-per-views between Extreme Show, Extreme Rules, a horror show, SummerSlam, Never See Him Coming, etc., etc. Um, it's been a crazy uh, week in wrestling. Um, I'll hit on a little bit uh, from each of the shows, but... um. It's more interesting about stuff that happened outside the ring. So we're going to start off with that. Zelina Vega was released from her WWE contract. It just so happens this release came after she tweeted, um, I support unionization, which is understandable. Um, So a lot of people are taken aback. For her getting fired. Um, A lot of people think it has to do. With her continuing to stream. On Twitch. And also. uh, Opening up an OnlyFans. For uh, her cosplaying. Which don't get me wrong. I, I completely support the hustle. That a lot of these superstars. Have put outside the ring. Especially with the lack of live shows that uh, they're not making as much, excuse me, as much money as they used to. Well, uh, it's unfortunate. Um, I find it extremely hypocritical. Uh, I really hate that WWE is really going this way with the third party stuff like Cameo or Twitch uh, or OnlyFans, so to speak, but, um, Zelina Vega, she was talented before she came to WWE, she was a great manager in WWE, and we finally started seeing her get some wrestling, and, uh, yeah, so, in all honesty, I could see her go anywhere, I could see her go back to Impact, especially with them bringing back the Knockouts Tag Team Championships, I could see her go to AW and bolster their division. That's still very, very slow on its uprise. They're still not getting 
equal treatment to the men as they said they were back in the day when AW was first starting. Um, and even Ring of Honor is uh, doing work with its uh, women's division. And then, of course, you have NWA and you have the Indies. And then, of course, you have the Joshis. So, I mean, I can easily see Zelina Vega going anywhere of those companies if she does inside to can if she does in fact decide to continue wrestling but what i get from this is she was given a choice to between WWE or her side hustle with Twitch and OnlyFans and she chose the latter and i can't say i blame her all the power to her um at least she got best of luck in your future endeavors. So the big question coming out of this really is what happens with Alistair Black. He's not featured regularly on the main roster. Um and I read I forget exactly where I read but he requested to go back down to NXT and it was de- it was declined. Why it would be declined is beyond me. But um I'm really curious to see uh, what comes from his contract. I personally think he has all the talent of a world champion. Um, yes, he has a very unique look, but his talent in the ring is everyone knows. And if if you're still on the fence about that, check out his stuff from Progress. Like it's it's really good stuff. Him as Tommy End was great. So we're looking to see uh, what comes from that. And now moving to AEW. Uh, before the, the uh, episode of Dynamite, Tony Khan made a tweet uh, saying, don't miss tonight's Dynamite. Um... It's unmissable. The power shift in AEW is going to change, so to speak. And a lot of people were let down that it was just Pac. Like I said, I'm never going to call him Pac. I think that's fucking stupid. But Pac finally returned in person to AEW. And okay, yeah, that's that's great that he's back. Like, he's extremely talented. However... I'm sorry, that that doesn't exactly compute as a power shift. Like, it... it, it. AW and Tony Khan need to, like, check their Twitter because literally they do this all the time with these tweets to get everybody excited and it's nothing of the sort. But um, I'm really curious to see what comes from... Pac returning, I wonder if we're going to see some infighting uh, continuing between the Lucha Brothers and uh, Pac and potentially Eddie Kingston. Um, As we all know, when Pac uh, wasn't able to come back, the Lucha Brothers got paired with uh, Butcher and Blade and Eddie Kingston as a family. Um, Really curious to see... uh, to see what comes from it. So now we're going to 
go back. I'll talk a little bit more about AEW um, later. I especially want to talk about the Penta and Phoenix 2 match and MJF's induction into the Inner Circle. It does seem like there's trouble in Inner Circle Paradise, but we'll talk about that later. Now, I'm going to be honest, Monday Night Raw was not very enjoyable for me. It's it's tedious to watch, and on top of the fact I just started a new job this week, so... It was very hard to keep my attention, but Lana seems like she's in line for a push. Um, continuing the infighting of the women's Survivor Series team, um, along with the men's Survivor Series team. But hey, at least now, less than a week before Survivor Series, their teams are full. SmackDown still has an open slot in each team, the men's and the women's. So I'm fully expecting this upcoming week the Raw and Smack the Raw men and women Survivor Series teams to attack the SmackDown women and men after those respective spots in the team are filled. Um, also we get, uh, this week we're getting McIntyre versus Orton in a rematch for the WWE championship. Um, I'm really curious, especially with the fact that we had Drew McIntyre show up unannounced on SmackDown. We'll talk more about that later, but I refuse to believe that they're going to take the championship off of Randy before a pay-per-view similar to like they did back in the day with um Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles uh so I mean I guess Roman Randy I would much prefer Roman Drew and now my good friend uh the Demon Diva Issa would much prefer Roman and Randy because hashtag Ladywood um, if you don't know, now you know, it's real. Just ask Isa. But, um, yeah, Raw's really not hitting on any level with me. And, and it's a shame because last year, the lead up to Survivor Series between NXT, Raw, and SmackDown, I think was absolutely perfect. And I still think that NXT getting the short end of the stick this year is uh is bullshit. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a podcaster. But yeah, I mean that's really all there is to say about Raw. Like, I I just don't enjoy it. I, I, I really don't. Um, moving on to NXT. We we had some uh, some interesting things happen this week. Uh, Johnny Gargano uh, taking 
from the win at Halloween Havoc put uh, various NXT superstars' names in a wheel and rigged it so that it would land on Leon Ruff. For those of you who don't know Leon Ruff, he was a uh, part of the Skulk in Evolve, and he was uh, part of the talent acquisitions following the um, closing of Evolve. And uh, obviously, every I'm sure everyone expected it to be, you know, short work, no pun intended, um, just an easy match for Johnny Gargano, but something we haven't seen in a while, Johnny's cocky, arrogant side got the best of him, and he lost the championship to Leon Ruff. Now, I saw a lot of people on Twitter complaining about this, that, like, you know, we say build new stars, not build new jobbers. Um, now, I, I would never consider Leon Ruff a jobber. He is significantly smaller than the average competitor, but his heart and charisma, like, taken places. Um, I was surprised about the decision, too. Um, but I really found it funny when he was putting on the belt, he, they couldn't even buckle it around his waist because he's so tiny that it just kept falling And Triple H even made the comment on Twitter. That's why we call it a championship title and not a belt. Um, but yeah, Leon, uh, Leon got the assist from Damian Priest with the distraction. Um, do I see this being a long reign? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, I mean, it, it, it's nice seeing a little change of the script. Uh, but, yeah. This week we get Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai for the Women's Championship. They've always put on great matches that they've been a part of together and I'm I'm really looking forward to this match. I hope to God it main events. Um I think NXT is doing some of the best stuff with this women's division and impact as well. Um but yeah I, I very much enjoy tuning into NXT for their women. Um and we have a continuation of Pat McAfee Pete Dunne, and uh, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, um, it almost looks as if they're going to go for all the gold storyline with them. Um, however, I don't know how long or how regularly Pat McAfee is planning on wrestling. So I'm not sure if we're going to see him in the title picture or maybe he wins the North American from uh, Leon Ruff. Pete Dunne, I definitely could see uh, having a run with the NXT, uh, NXT championship. We obviously know the record reign he had with the NXT UK championship. Um, 
but yeah, I'm really curious to see where this goes and if this is going to be the storyline that leads to Undisputed Era being written out of NXT to the main roster. Um, it, it, it'll definitely be interesting to see. It really will. Um, now let's see. Is there anything else I want to hit on with NXT? No, but I'm still curious on why they decided not to pair a takeover with Survivor Series. Like, we know they usually do with the um, Big Four, but they haven't as of of late. Um, I'm curious when the next takeover or quote-unquote special is going to be. And if, in fact... uh, it's going to be a takeover or another former WCW name. I think it's a shame we're not getting war games. Every time somebody posts a picture of William Regal announcing war games, they always post it with a caption. You can hear this photo. And literally every time I see that photo, I can just hear William Regal saying, War games. Like I don't have a good British accent, but you understand where I'm coming from with that. Um, NXT's continuing to kill it. However, it's not making much of a dent in AEW, except for the specials. Uh, I'm not sure whether that's because AEW is just doing better. Or if it's more so that, really, I I don't know. And I still don't understand the ratings. I still think both shows would be even better if they were on opposite, on different days. Obviously, the chance of that happening on WWE side are very slim for the fact that moving days would be considered like a black eye in their battle, so to speak, and why would AEW move? Like, they're they're killing it. But, um, yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's really curious to see. But, um, yeah, I mean, with, with AEW, I find it interesting that we're getting better fights with the NWA Women's Championship than the AEW Women's Championship. I'm still confused at all that booking with the AEW Women's Championship. Um, I love Hikaru Shida. Nyla Rose was a great champion. Riho was an underwhelming champion, but that was just because she wasn't featured as much. Um, I have to think that Britt Baker is the next champion, it would not, it would be nice to see some building towards that, but um we are getting a rematch this week. Serena Deeb versus former champion Thunder Rosa for the NWA Women's Championship. It'll be it'll be absolutely wonderful to see. Wunderbar. Um. Yeah, now let's talk about uh, MJF's uh, induction. Um, first off, Sammy Guevara wasn't there. 
Um, later, we find out that he didn't get the second email from MJF. Um, and it also looks like there is some hesitation on the uh, end of Proud and Powerful. Obviously, MJF, uh, I'm better than you and you know it, isn't the easiest guy to trust. So they're being cautious. Now I'm still curious on whether it's just MJF being inducted into the inner circle or if Wardlow is as well. Or if Wardlow is kind of like the asterisk with MJF's induction. I don't know, but... I personally think that there's way too many people getting getting into the inner circle. Um, so I'm not sure if potentially we're going to see some infighting with MJF coming in. Or I definitely think we're going to see something between MJF and Sammy Guevara. Now that Sammy Guevara is finished in his feud with Matt Hardy. Um, but MJF ended up buying Chris Jericho and the boys of the inner circle tickets to Vegas. And I found it hilarious that during Talk of Shop of Mania last night. Yeah, that was last night. Um... Jericho even posted a video and it looked like it was from the buffet in the Bellagio. Don't quote me on that, but so it, I'm not sure if the segment of them going to Las Vegas is going to be, you know, taped and then shown or if they're going to be in Vegas live, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, uh, some people even posted on Twitter, I wonder if this is going to become like a hangover thing, and they lost Sammy. I think that would be hilarious, but I'm not sure if they could really do something like that in a short segment. But uh, I'm actually looking forward to um, tuning in. Tuning in and seeing what this is about Vegas. Uh the last segment of the inner circle that I turned in before this was uh, Jericho and MJF's musical number, and I I didn't like it, and I do think that if that same thing was shown on WWE, the same AEW fans that loved it would hate it. So it, it, I just don't think it was that good, but that's just me. Now, I made a mistake last week. I thought that the restart of MLW was this past Wednesday. It is, in fact, this upcoming Wednesday. The restart, 7 p.m. I'm so excited. And good friend Scott Rand even uh, told me that they're planning on doing a set of tapings at the 2300. In Philadelphia, which is, I think they're going to be in April. So we're going to see if, in fact, people are doing tapings. Um, obviously, this COVID thing 
still isn't nipped in the butt because of selfish people that think wearing a mask is an infringement on their civil liberties. Um, I'm not going to get too political, but I'm not going to lie. And I, I, I'm in Long Island, New York. We're, we're definitely worried that we might possibly have another shutdown. And I mean, I just started my new job. Uh, so I, I, I'm hoping for the best, but obviously preparing for the worst. Um, now in SmackDown, the first thing I want to talk about, even though it was one of the later things of the show, was a women's fatal four-way. For a qualifying position for the fourth uh, member of Team Blue. Now, Chelsea Green debuted on SmackDown in this match. And I honestly, to God, believe she was supposed to win. Now, I was talking with um, uh, one of the guys I used to podcast with, uh, Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Ring. And I posted... What happened to Chelsea Green? She literally squared up, and five seconds later, she's out of the match. Then you start hearing the grape, hearing through the grapevine, she may have been injured, and lo and behold, she broke her wrist. Now, I feel so bad that she broke her wrist in her TV debut. Like that tough break, literally and figuratively, but obviously all the best in her recovery. But they called the audible and went with um, Liv, Liv Morgan, which makes sense considering uh, Ruby Riot's already in. So you'll have uh, the Riot Squad, the new two person Riot Squad working together again but best wishes to Chelsea Green's recovery like I didn't even see what exactly happened I think it was when she was thrown out of the ring and I guess maybe she tried to brace her landing and unfortunately that's our natural reaction but whenever you brace for your landing all that falling weight is coming onto is coming onto your wrist. Um we finally got the end of the Rey Mysterio Seth Morgan Seth Rollins Seth, I'm tripping over my words. Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins feud I'm hoping um, Rollins was trying to hurt Ray's eye again. And we actually saw the eye patch get removed. And similar to what Alistair Black was doing, he now has different color contacts in each of his eyes. So I guess that I guess what they're doing is for continuing eye injury angles, just change the eye, change the color contact. But, um, 
Murphy came out. Seth believed it was to help him attack Ray, when in reality, he attacked Seth Rollins. And Ray gets the one, two, three. He did the five star frog splash with the Eddie shimmy. Like I said, the Eddie shimmy is one of my favorite things. Obviously, it was the anniversary of uh, his passing this weekend, this week, and uh, yeah, and then you actually had um, uh, Alia's family uh, give Murphy their respect, even though it's still a really awkward um, storyline. I'm not sure where this is leading. I hope to God it's not going to be one of the infamous wedding angles. Please, I really don't want that. But I guess we'll see. And then, of course, as I said earlier, you had Drew McIntyre show up. And uh, being that he came from Raw couldn't be put in a match with SmackDown outside the paper, uh, SmackDown superstar outside the pay-per-view. So Adam Pierce went the unsanctioned route, so to speak. And, uh, he was against Jey Uso and Jey Uso lost much to the dismay of the tribal chief Roman Reigns. But yeah. So as I said, Team SmackDown men still need one more person to fill in their team. And the women have two members that are to be determined. So, I mean, as I said earlier, I fully expect to see some brand warfare right after those qualifying matches. Or maybe after the second of the women, I thought there actually was only uh, only one left, but it is in fact two. Um, but yeah, we're less than a week from the pay-per-view, and it's, we're looking at a six-match card, barring what they go if they add a match to the undercard. But you have Team Raw men, which is AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle. Versus Smack Team SmackDown, Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and To Be Determined. Then you have the women's Survivor Series match. Team Raw, which is Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Lana. Versus Team SmackDown, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and two members to be determined. Then you have the IC versus U.S. champion, Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley. You have the tag team champions facing off, the New Day versus Street Profits. You have Asuka versus Sasha Banks. Battling uh, as women's champions. And as it stands right now, you have Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns. As 
their respective brands world champions. So, this week's Raw and SmackDown might be pretty good. Uh, SmackDown will definitely, SmackDown's the A show now. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the pay-per-view next week. Um, you could expect next week's show to be a highs and lows from the event. Um, but, yeah, so really that's, that's basically this week in wrestling. Um, AW also had their video game announcement. Um, it looks like their console game is going to be in the same style as WWF No Mercy, which was one of my favorite games. And they even brought the head designer from WWF No Mercy to head this AEW project. Now, obviously, the footage they showed was pre-alpha. So, a lot of people were complaining that, like, uh, the skin design, it looks very tacky. It's still early, guys. It's pre-alpha. It's pre-alpha. So, it, it, it that's not even close to being done. They also have two mobile games. They have a general manager mobile game, and they have a double or nothing casino game. Those didn't really interest me, but they also had Britt Baker make the announcement of the AW Games t-shirt being available on shopaw.com. So, I mean, I'm... I, like I said, never even opened my 2019. So the last wrestling game I remember was 2018, and I had a blast with it. I didn't get 2K20, or, no, I I, I didn't get, yeah, I didn't get 2K20. They didn't have 2K21, and instead they went with Battlegrounds, and I don't have that either. So that's our show. Just want to be short and sweet. I do apologize. Um, it's been a hard week at my new job. Um, it's going to take a little while of growing pains, but I'm staying positive. I got my first couple leads this weekend. Um, and, you know, positive mindset, each step right in front of the last. Like, steps forward are always progress. So, until next time... It's your boy, Dusty Dave, and you can find me on Twitter at I-N-D-I-E underscore D-U-S-T-Y-D-A-V-E. And you can find the podcast at T-H-E-K-R-O-S-S-R-H-O-D-E-S. And you can find all episodes of The Crossroads, original Crossroads with DFDC, New, the new crossroads with me and my my uh secondary show pit stops which is currently on hiatus all at the anchor link for at f o u r t h w a l l p o p the link is in the bio so until next time 
Dusty Dave out.